Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to episode 86 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and in this episode, Holly and I are talking about how our running is going in the lead up to the Berlin half. It's a game of two halves, really, as you'll soon find out. Changes are afoot, but never fear, we're still lacing up our lederhosen in anticipation. We also want to talk about the Bath half controversy. As you might know, this is a race that's dear to our hearts, being our local half and the first half marathon that both of us have ever done, albeit about 15 years apart. It has been postponed again, which feels a little bit cruel. So we talk through that and the local response to it. If any listeners want to run on its new date, I think still TBC, but mooted for 16th of October through a charity place, or the one in 2023, which I believe will still be in March, as usual, links are below. We then, prompted by listeners who are totally on our side, get properly cross about poor use of pedestrian areas, aimless people walking out of shops, cyclists on pavements. We have loved having a rant about our pet running peeves and hearing all of yours. It's been very cathartic. But we're changing the assignment. We want you to tell us your embarrassing running stories, and we promise to tell you ours in return. Email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with all the things that have embarrassed you on a run. Go on, dare ya. On the Women's Running Instagram page, we've launched Run for Ukraine, because we want to do whatever we can to support people who need it most right now. It's really simple to get involved. Just run or walk 4K, donate £4 to the Red Cross and encourage four friends to do the same thing. Tag us, use the hashtag RunForUkraine and raise some cash. Please help. This podcast is sponsored by Lucy Lockett Loves. Fall in love with their amazing activewear, snuggly hoodies and jumpers, funky dungarees and so much more. 
Whether you're running marathons, going to the movies, or playing in the park with the little ones, Lucy Locket Loves has something for everyone. Check out their full range at www.locketloves.com. And for a whopping 20% off, use the code RUN20 at the checkout. Yes, farting is quite funny (laughs) when you're doing speed boosts. (laughs) Okay, we can talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Running like a, a, it's like like a sort of small child. Um, God, Felix is just so funny at the moment. She's just she is so full of gas. So she and she um she's beginning in the bath, which she still shares a bath with Ted. And she's started a new thing is to look up at me and look at Ted and have a bit of a glint in her eye and say, brace yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. And there's a little volcano. It's so funny. (laughs) I don't know where she's got it from. I blamed Dave and Dave swears blind it's not him. (laughs) Although he taught her the pull my finger thing. So that's... Oh, classic. (laughs) <laughs> she's learning all the familiarizing herself with all the classics <laughs> brace yourself uh, i brace love yourself. that so I know, much awful <laughs> <laughs> anyway how are you you're all right it's nice to I, see I, you not see you for ages it, nice it feels like you. it does feel like it's been ages since we've done yeah. a pod i don't think it can have been it can't i have think been. it's only been a week or something but it feels yeah, like a long time it does this and is when we get our best chats in, isn't it, really? I know, it really is. I feel like this is genuinely when Esther and I catch up with each other. <laughs> yeah. And everybody is listening in because we have to talk about my daughter farting and, yeah. yeah. All that kind and of stuff. to be fair, we have had quite a lot of big news. What would we you have. like to start with? Because that's oh, well, sort let's... of how I am. Yeah. Territory. I, I it but... is. It, it's just big, big news, isn't it? Um, mm. Well, let's let's talk about. I tell you what, let's talk about you first, because okay. you're the one that's had things happen. So I reckon let's dive in there. How okay. has your running been, Holly so, Taylor? It's been ever so slightly non-existent. Oh. I know, which is very sad because so been through the wars at the moment, mm. um, or you know, through the ringer or whatever, that I've had had COVID last month and it was actually fine like I didn't run for a bit because I was a bit nervous about it but looking back it it wasn't too bad I think I managed to dodge it pretty well um but then like I think most people in the UK almost everybody I know has had this absolutely stinking cold that Mm. was really really horrible I went back into the office and I think it you know new germs again that we've not had for a long time so I got a bit of a cold this was in the kind of month after I had COVID, so a couple of weeks ago now. Um and it was fine. It was only a couple of days and I thought yeah. this is a slight setback because it meant that I couldn't do my long run. Uh, it would have been lo- it was last weekend. Couldn't yeah. do my long run um because I was just really, really bunged up and horrible. But mm. um I was like, it's a couple of days. I recovered quite quickly. Everything's fine. But in my fluey haze when I was, um, yeah, I think this was sort of day three or something of it. So I wasn't struggling massively, but I just still had that slight sort of foggy feeling and you're not quite, not quite yourself. 
I went down to go and collect my veg box, yeah, as, um, you do. as you do, and I tripped down the stairs. I sort of did two <sighs> steps. I missed a step and I put all of my weight on my, it's my right Ow. foot, all of my weight on my right foot sort of pointed. So Ooh. it was like I kind of shunted, it's a bit grim, but I sort of shunted all the all the muscle and ligament and bone it felt like I don't think it was bone because I think I would have been in I would have been screaming in agony if I'd actually broken something but yeah I did this sort of impact thing um Mm. and I was really worried to start with I was like is it a stress fracture or something that's happened because I when I broke my elbow I had that where I landed I landed with my arm outstretched and I mean that was a a coming home from the pub injury this was a much more innocent (laughs) going to get my veg box injury but um I landed with my arm outstretched then and I got a a fracture just from the the impact Mm. of, of that so I was really worried that something like that had happened luckily not the case it's just a sprain um but it I I can't run for it was two to four weeks so I've done a week um but it obviously means that for our trip to Berlin which is this weekend in our time I'm not quite sure when this one will come out before um, we go yeah this will come out no 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 this is going to come out after we go but I mean you know oh, okay. it's, yeah but yeah 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 so yeah. basically yeah it means you can't run it doesn't it it means I can't run it which is really gutting yeah uh, I mean it kind of feels as though it was obviously not meant to be because of the amount of things that have happened in the training leading up to it um yeah. but I'm still going to go with Esther. I'm going to do all sorts of filming of her doing the race. And we're going to go and still have the Frankfurters that we have been looking forward to. So basically you're going to have all of the fun and none of the pain. And none of the pain. I just have to watch with my large sock on. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) So it's all been a bit, it's been a bit strange. It's been a really weird few days. Uh, Luckily now it's at a point where I can walk a bit. I mean, it's slightly sore this morning because I got a bit overexcited, I think, and walked a bit too much over the weekend. Mm. But um, I get quite fed up with being ill. I'm not very good at taking the time to let things recover but um yeah it definitely feels as though so walking getting better now it's Mm. not I'm not limping anymore or anything but if I were to do something with big impact yeah I don't think it would be a good idea idea. I'm thinking that maybe I might try a spinning class this week because I think if I strap my foot my feet in yeah luckily it's not an ankle or anything it's just the kind of top of my foot so I don't think it would be a problem if I was doing something where my feet were yeah was was on solid ground kind of thing but I think unfortunately with running it is massive impact into your feet when you're yeah 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 yeah. along and yeah so I have been advised to not do that for a couple of weeks but um I know I mean I could try going to a physio or somebody who really knows what they're talking about with sports stuff because this was just like the NHS guidance when I rung 111 yeah so I didn't explain about being a runner specifically. They were just like no exercise for yeah. for two weeks, two to four weeks. But um, maybe I uh, could try going to a physio and seeing what they have to say about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you could do. I think, um, you know, the, the general guidance is that if you have to adjust your running because of your injury, so if if you're kind of, 
like limping essentially then don't don't do it yeah um because the adjustment in itself will it's gonna, probably it's gonna cause hurt your an injury on the other side more, or, yeah, yeah 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 exactly. like it was making me think about when you dropped a book on a book encyclopedia oh, yeah. gate when oh, you dropped Christ, that book a it huge was book massive. on your book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it didn't it didn't feel I'm sure at the time it felt bloody horrible but yeah when you were running it wasn't the foot that you actually noticed you'd kind of forgotten about what had happened at the when you yeah actually yeah started so I didn't know it was, did I no yeah. it was the, hip, and it was the other side it? the other side that went oh, calf as a result side, was it it was I think yeah you're right I think it was the calf on the other side and I and it took me three physio visits to even say oh yeah I did <laughs> drop a massive great book on my other foot uh, a month ago or something yeah. and I'd forgotten all about it and it was only because he'd got me to take my socks off and he's like what is that my entire foot was like blue yeah <laughs> it's like oh yeah forgot sorry oh god so oh, kind of a similar ha- thing I suppose isn't it you know yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. you have to be careful because of the adjustment yeah. but like so how are you feeling emotionally though because that's like that's the second thing that's gone out of our diaries so how I are you know. feeling well that's the thing isn't it so to start with I was like it's all good I will use this as an opportunity to, I mean, work-wise, I think, t- to be honest, it it works quite well because Esther can be on the ground doing the kind of, <laughs> you're doing the proper sort of investigative journalism of actually running it. <laughs> and I can do fluffy social media stuff and check out the actual whole event that we might not have got to have seen if we were both That's running. True. I can, yeah. you know, see what it's like to spectate and check out the full course and stuff that I think will be, will, will be quite good. That'd so be nice. Yeah. The chances of me like taking a picture of Brandenburg Gate of kind of nil. Exactly. But, uh, so yeah. I thought I can do that stuff. And I was actually mm. feeling like not the worst, this isn't the worst thing, this, this, this could be quite good and of course it doesn't affect my training because I've still got as as we've been talking about I've been doing long Mm -hmm. runs on the weekends but I've been just doing the training that I would be doing for bath half so this week would have been two miles two two milers a week yeah so I was planning on just carrying on with that but then we had some other news and now I I am feeling a little bit lost in the woods we are because like at the beginning of the year we were going to be doing the bath half in March mm. um I think we were going to do um we were going to do like a 10k I think the local landmarks um which I did do but I don't think you did and I think you didn't do it because you had covid or you were injured at that point yeah that was that was when I had covid and mm. I was That's planning right. on doing it I wasn't planning on doing it anyway, I don't think, because I thought I needed to do a longer run at the time yeah. than 10K. Yeah. yeah. So then we so we were supposed to have Bath Half in March. Then we were supposed to be having Berlin in April. Um, anyway, so we had these things. Um, obviously, you can't do Berlin because mm. of various many things. Um, and Bath was postponed until the end of May. Which in itself caused a bit of controversy because uh, people couldn't really understand why it had moved. Um, and also uh, the end of May was falling in a half term. So there were lots of um, families, which, you know, parents mm. and families who, who were finding that a difficult weekend to navigate. Um, and also, you know, people book hotel rooms and stuff so that they can mm. run in Bath. And I know. had the opposite that I was planning on. I booked to get out of Bath. It was going to be fine and I was just going to have to be a bit rushed. Yeah. I don't know that I said this on the pod, but no. I was going to do the Bath half 
go home, get showered and changed, and then drive to Cardiff because I was going to see Bianca Del Rio from Drag Race <laughs> in Cardiff that evening. So when they first changed it to May, I was like, oh, bollocks, this is going to be a really stressful day now because I'm going to have to do the bath half and then hobble off to a a gig in the evening oh my god but now so now I guess you must be slightly chuffed well I was slightly chuffed in terms of how my Sunday the 29th is going to look yeah in terms of the training that we've already done and just having it's just a bit of a if you pardon my French a mind fuck isn't it because (laughs) we every single time at the moment we have a date in the diary of course admittedly the Germans have been reliable as usual and they haven't messed up my Berlin plans. They That's have not. been, yeah. you know, the forces of nature beyond yeah. our control. But it, every kind of British event that we've signed <laughs> up to has just been sort of had had the it's been whipped out from underneath us at the last minute. And it's Yeah, so so Bath has been ca- postponed again. Yeah. And, and I only found out through an email from a colleague me too not through an email from the bath half um because of a a mention on facebook i think saying that it was postponing until october yeah which i think is now a date that there's no way i can do because i've got london marathon oh my god of course it's two weeks before yeah so So you're going to be completely there's no no way two weeks before i'm gonna have to do my 20 miler i'm not doing a i'm not going to do the bath half no. Um, so it's it's just like anyway so and I know the last time that it postponed I think I was very conciliatory but I was, I was you know both of us were just sort of like we don't know about the pressures that events are under and it's true we still don't know really we, we we've never put on an event the two of us and, no. and, and I understand that there's loads of that you know it's masses and masses of pressure yeah agreed but but I think we're allowed to be, a bit, I mean, this is our hometown race and, and we love it. I love it. And, and I've run it maybe five times, I think now. And I'm, I think I've been meant to gutted. run it about five times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I'm, it's I'm so sad. It's I think so it's really sad. sad. I think it's really sad. I think the way in which we've been told as runners was not great because we weren't emailed directly. Um, I did eventually, in their defence, find Mm. that I had had an email, but I haven't. Have you still not? That's not good at all. No, I did have one, but I have to say again, I don't know how difficult it is to put an event on, um, Mm. and especially in the times that we've had over the last couple of years. But before they had told us that the 2022 half was going to be cancelled or was going to be postponed Mm. I was already getting um promo stuff encouraging me to sign up to 2023 and that was something that was a little bit strange to me because I thought I mean it was honestly in the days before that I'd had a pro I'd had a marketing yeah it was like a couple of days before wasn't it yeah Yeah. and it was just a bit like maybe get all of your chickens in one (laughs) basket or whatever before Yeah. yeah But what was then very, very interesting was the soap opera that transpired. Oh, after there was that. beef. People oh were cross. So what was really, I know. And well, so they postponed. Mm-hmm. We, like, as runners, we were cross about that. But as part of the postponement, they said there, there were several reasons. And they've been the team, I think the events team had been affected by COVID. Um, and um, 
they said th- there's issues with kind of there's there's an infrastructure issue with like a bridge being closed and this that and the other yeah um so they kind of mentioned that and they said that they'd spoken to bath council about shifting the date um and then there was a an immediate response on social media from bath council saying that it had not been told that the may date had been postponed again and they they also hadn't <gasps> actually approved the october date oh my and goodness this is only, news to me this is not only did they say that but they said also in a real kind of come on let's have a big fight about it they also said because that the 29th because they hadn't actually approved the 29th date being postponed that if any other race organizer would like to put on a half marathon on that date then the entries were welcome oh my god should we do it <laughs> Put them up. Put them up. <laughs> that is so juicy. I'm sorry. I know. That's so juicy. So they hadn't told the cat. I'm sorry, Bath Half, for airing all of this dirty oh, laundry. That's terrible. But also, you know, then in in which case, I do think that that's really bad. You can't be throwing around and and don't give if if they've they've changed the state two or three times now. Mm. Three times. It's I... had three different dates at least, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. to have given one in October mm. and to have not cleared it with the council, I just think that that's, that's ridiculous. Like you I have think they've to. Cleared it. I think like they then responded, Bath half responded saying that they thought that they'd done what they were supposed to have done. Oh, I see. Okay. So, so maybe done, there's a miscommunication. They, they haven't just flung a date out there. So I, they've done some administration, but they, they clearly, whoever is um, in charge of Facebook posts from Bath Council side was not happy. Not, not all the boxes have been ticked, basically. Okay. Um, so yeah, there was some, there was some crossness. Still not good though, because you have to wait for all those boxes to be ticked, because otherwise they're just going to have to imagine if something does go wrong with that date and the council go, no, you can't do that. We've got a protest going on that day. We've got a yeah. whatever. Yeah. Then they're looking at having to yeah. shift again. It's just, you've got it get your facts straight get your facts yeah. straight and then you know the, the kind of the the, the knock-on result of this I mean obviously you've got like people that will have been trained and I, when we were speaking to Hannah the runner you know she's got people that she has been training for the bath half since last September so there are going to be people that have not you know had their confidence knocked have their yeah. mileage not you know so they've been training for a year they will point, have been training for a, a year, year. Uh, mm. Yeah, and now who's got the confidence that that October date is going to go ahead? And then yeah. not only have you got that, but you've got all of the charities that are being supported by um, by runners on this. You know, and that's you know, it's it's that's how I feel really really guilty for. I'm I'm running it for the Stroke Association, yeah, and I feel awful that. I mean, so far I've raised zero funds because yeah. every time it gets to the point where I go, oh, it's a couple of months till the half now, I should probably set my just giving up and start. Yeah. It, it, it gets, it gets cancelled yeah. uh, or postponed. And in that, in that meantime, they've, they've been, I mean, hopefully from other races that have been going ahead, but like, yeah. I imagine that's a huge, a huge chunk that they get from the bath half and that, that, that money has just been, not flowing in. I mean, I did yeah. see that the Bath Half had acknowledged that in the original post that they'd done about yeah. the postponement of the event where they said, of course, they understand how how difficult it is for the charities and how disappointed they must be. But 
yeah, I mean, God. it's just, it doesn't help, does it? Like, no. it, it doesn't solve the problem that. No, absolutely. So that's going to be, it's going to be a really interesting one to watch, isn't it? Over the last, next couple of weeks, just to see. Oh, some running industry beef. I know. <laughs> It's yeah, and I—I I mean, you know, I feel kind of, you know, I—I'm conf- conflicted is the thing because, mm. you know, I understand, I—I I do understand a little bit, you know, that the, the pressures that events must be under because there are so many moving parts. Oh yeah, which, like, you know, when we took over women's running and women's running used to have races. Did you know that? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, like ten k's, I think. Um, and I, I remember right at the beginning, so we we took over women's running three and a half years ago, the brand and the magazine, this is pre podcast time. And the magazine itself used to kind of brand up, um, little, uh, quite, Oh, my phone's going. <gasps> is it someone from the bath half? <laughs> no, I think it's the dentist. I'm going to ignore it. <laughs> okay. Go for it. I thought maybe they were going, we, we can hear you when we're, we're very disappointed. No, it's not giving me a. Oh, there we are. Um, right, let's just ignore that though. Um, where was I? What was I talking about? Yes, events, the moving mm. parts. So I think, um, like women's running, we used to have, um, yeah, the, these little events and things, and it sounded like a really, really lovely community-minded kind of community-driven yeah. thing, getting lots of women together, running their ten k's. But I do remember back in those days when we first took over, and we were like, oh my god, because just the and this is for quite a small event I mean you're talking Mm. like two three hundred people tops um and like you know the idea of having to kind of you know uh, kind of get a park all to yourself or to kind of close roads oh my god how on earth businesses get people to support banners medals hydration stations yeah lose lose yeah all of that it's like oh my goodness me there's no way so we've not actually done one but maybe it's something we could do but maybe uh, it's something we could do and maybe we will be here in a couple of years time eating our words having cancelled our 10k (laughs) because our caterer pulled out or something and maybe it is incredibly difficult to put these events on and hats off to everybody who is involved in them yeah um but I think the thing is is it's kind of it's unprecedented because prior to well in in through my knowledge through my memory of it like prior to covid oh my god we didn't you didn't cancel stuff no, well, prior to COVID, they, they, I, I, well, the prior to COVID, they Actually, did, cam- they did once, yeah, didn't they? They did once, but they want, they did it once because it snowed and they, they we had that kind of freak snow yeah. day. So and people one, were still mad about it and were like, were oh, very, very cross because yeah. they, they cancelled like the day before. Um, so, um, but that was, was kind it of the beast from the east. It could well have been. I think yeah. it was the beast from the east. So they could, they couldn't do anything, could they? They couldn't do anything about weather. Um, yeah. And that was completely unprecedented. But now it feels like with this kind of double postponement that they've done here, that they know that they can do it. So they've done it yes, again. That is a bit of a thing, I think. I think that yeah. we are all so desperate. I mean, I've been talking about this quite a lot with with like Doug and with friends and stuff about things that we've got planned, even in summer, that yeah. it feels like you can't quite look forward to anything anymore because we've seen what happens and how quickly it can just be taken away. Yeah. and. I'm not, again, we, as we've said 
like full disclosure that we don't un- we don't understand what it's like to put on an event of that scale and all of the moving yeah. parts of that and I'm sure there's there's a completely valid explanation but it does seem like with some of these things like a little bit of a abuse of that experience that yeah. we are quite used to things being juggled around and moved and shifted and yeah. you know a few years ago if you'd paid 50 quid to enter an event and then they suddenly went actually sorry it's not happening on that day anymore we'd be we'd be furious it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be a thing and and it does feel a little bit if they were rising you know covid cases to a level that we felt couldn't be controlled and it would be dangerous to put the event on if Mm -hmm. that then i completely understand but if it's just a an issue of those moving parts I do feel as though it's the responsibility of the organizer to anticipate that they're going to be able to put something on yeah it's just and it's so sad isn't it so like Mm. like and and from just from a very personal perspective from your perspective you were going to be running two half marathons in you know by the time summer started you were going to have two more under your belt I know at the moment you got bugger all I know so like, Goodbye to my summer bod. I'm joking. My <laughs> summer bod is going to be my bod that Your I bod. have. Yeah. But I mean, if I was that kind of a person, maybe I'd be yeah. cross about that. <laughs> but it's kind of. But you had these. T- you had two big goals, and they've both been taken away from you. Yeah, um, which it's is been very strange. Happening. I think. Uh, I mean, there is that sense, as we've just said, that like it is quite difficult to see things concrete yeah in the future so I don't think I'm as devastated as I would have been yeah you know a couple of years ago about this happening I mean when COVID kicked off for the first time and I trained so hard for the bath half in 2020 and I was completely gutted by the idea that they might cancel it and maybe maybe unsafely it did go ahead at the time I was pleased because I really really wanted to do it and I was willing to but so I think now there is a bit more of a sense of kind of you know of course, it is what it is because yeah, that yeah. happens so many times. But it is really devastating and it does feel very – I think it's just the fact that if I hadn't had these last couple of weeks of weird illness, sprained foot, injury, things mm. that have happened that have meant that I haven't really been able to stick to the training plan that I would have been on, yeah. I would be completely devastated because when you're on a plan, it's how you get your structure. It's how you plan for the yeah. future. It's how you work like you work all of your weekends around doing a spending two hours two and a half hours out doing a long run or whatever yeah and it's it's massively disruptive to to people's lives and of course I'm not saying that my training plan and how much I like to tick it off neatly is more Mm. important than yeah people's safety people's financial ability to be able to do something like this. I don't want the organizers to suffer because they're not ready to put the event on. I I feel yeah. for them. I definitely do. But it does cause huge disruption to what little kind of organization and, and structure we, we do have left yeah. in life. You know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. But so so for you though, <laughs> I do have I have a little thing that I wonder if maybe it might cheer you up for future running usage Mm -hmm. so um i've been talking to a very nice woman from um the conqueror have you heard of the conqueror 
No, it sounds um, like it sounds pe- like a awful ultra, doesn't it? It um, does. Don't, don't worry, it's not. Okay. okay. Um, so um, this is a company that organises virtual events. Oh, she does loads of virtual events, and actually, it, we actually know about this because we've been participating in one through work. You know the virtual mission that we've been doing, where we are running to Lands End. Oh uh, yeah, Lands End, John O'Groats, mm-hmm. back again, whatever that that's part of the same sort of group so um if you go to the conqueror um i have got a code for you that you can use for free and you can choose any virtual mission you like and what you can do is you can accumulate miles like the way that we've been doing it through work so you obviously don't start until your foot's better um, but they've got loads of lovely, you know, you can run Hadrian's Wall, you can... Oh, I love stuff like that. Yeah, like the, um, we did the Essex um, Ekiden thing. Yes. And, oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Stuff like that so, is great. Oh, I'd love so to do So you can it. do that. So you, And you can choose it. And the medals are amazing. <laughs> so you can get yourself a lovely, lovely medal. So you don't have to do one big distance in a one-er. You can, you can just sort of plot it over the course of a couple of weeks. Yeah, which is great um, for when things get thrown your way, isn't it? Because you brilliant, can isn't it? a bit more to play with. Exactly. And I think it starts at about 20 miles. Um, and then, you know, you could you could choose a kind of marathon distance or a bit longer or whatever and then just spread that through your training yeah um yeah so that's and there's a new one i think coming up which she's told me about i forgot what that is maybe i shan't mention that um but yeah she's got she's got loads loads that you can choose from so um yeah so that's something that that maybe you could do that would be lush lovely i'll have a look the conqueror the conqueror yes the conqueror dot events i think it's called um yeah, so that's that. And so um so you can do that. I've got Berlin this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean I'm still so excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Do you know what? I feel so much better about yeah, Berlin. Yeah, tell than, than... me about your training and you were saying that you feel like you've made a bit of a discovery recently. Yeah, I have, I have, because so Brighton didn't go as brilliantly as I wanted it to go not because of the course or the event or anything like that it was just because of me because of my training I didn't feel <clears throat> on the day I'd had that tiny kind of hip niggle and it meant that when instead of tapering I basically stopped in the two weeks before and like my long taper run was actually only 10k and I, I kind of that was a real kind of walk run um, <clears throat> so I felt unprepared um, and like when when we were going into the bath when we did the bath half in person so you know a couple of years back I was training for the London marathon at that point so I remember that my longest run before doing the half marathon was something like 15 miles Mm -hmm. so I felt over prepared I felt confident about the distance you know about my endurance about my lung capacity and stuff like that I felt absolutely fine I knew that I could get round it was just whether I could get round without doing something awful to my Achilles which was grumbling at the time um but I'd lost all that confidence ahead of Brighton um and I don't I don't know why I'd done I think I'd done 13 miles in in a training run but in in the few weeks leading up to it hip nickels and blah 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 anyway it didn't work however the the other thing the other thing that added to me being a cretin on the day was that on so it was a Sunday morning as a lot of races are on Saturday morning, before I travelled to Brighton, I went and did my boot camp down Alice Park. And I was only just reading, I think it was yesterday or the day before, 
about tapering for half marathon because you start mm. kind of grabbing at Google morsels, don't you? Um, just to make sure I was kind of doing stuff on track. And it, it said then, don't do, I can't remember what page it was, don't do any strength training in the days leading up to your half marathon. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so, and it was also because I was just reading into the science behind tapering and what, you know, what exactly I should be doing and, you know, making sure that I was reducing not only the distance of the long run in the week before, but also the shorter runs that I do during the week. Um, because it was, a, it was an article that even said, like, if you, if you've been incorporating interval sessions, carry on, do another interval session the week before. That's mm. absolutely fine. Just don't have it quite as long. Um, but you can have an intensive. I, I mean, I haven't actually, to be honest. Um, so, um, but yeah, it did say don't do strength training. And I just thought, oh yeah, that's another thing I did. I do remember waking up on Sunday morning ahead of the race, having muscle ache from yeah. the day before from doing boot camp. I don't know. I can't even remember what the session would have been, but it, you know, we do a lot of strength, um, you know, lots of kettlebells, lots of, you know, that kind of stuff. So, mm. Um, yeah, so, and I'm not, definitely not going to be doing that in Berlin on Saturday morning ahead no, of the race on Sunday. So have a lovely wander and gently yeah. go to a coffee shop and have that a... That kind of thing. Yeah. Have something with pastry. Yeah. So, yeah. so that feels, so that, I'm glad I'm not doing that. Um, and also I had my last long run yesterday, my tapered long run. So, so a week ago I did 13 mm -hmm. and this Sunday I did 10 and it was lovely I took it really really slowly it's nice weather for it as well it was really nice weather for it um and I didn't look at my watch until I'd finished so I just lovely there was, there was one bit around kind of six seven and I just thought you know I'm just going to pull it back a bit so I went even slower um just so that I knew that I'd finished comfortably um and what was the other one um yeah oh nutrition that I did that differently as well. I had more gels than I would normally do for a 10. So I took, I would normally have one gel at about six or seven miles mm. and I had two. So I had one at four miles and one at seven miles. And I think that was a huge thing as well. So if my okay. stomach can handle it, I'm going to try and have three in Berlin. So that was my, my little learning. But God, famous last words. I hope we're not coming on in a week's time doing a podcast. And I say, yeah, I did. I, I had three gels and then I shat myself at I mile know. 11 or something. That would be bad, wouldn't it? Well, uh, now I will not be there deal. to deal with any issues. I can make sure that i Or I've document got... it for social yeah, media. Yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> we'll have proof now if Esther does shit herself. <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to be on hand with... Wet wipes. <laughs> In case you've not noticed, we've launched ourselves onto Patreon as we need your help to keep going. Please support us at patreon.com forward slash women's running with whatever you can and you'll get some lovely patron only perks. And some of you have already started supporting us already, which is lovely. You can support us from as little as £2 a month. Every little helps. Although I have a feeling that line is used somewhere else. Oh, I'm oh. so pleased that we're still going and I'm I'm determined to be hugely annoyingly optimistic about the whole experience. I think you're going to smash it. We're going oh. to have we're going to have a lovely time. It's yeah. going to still be a great experience and I hope so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. <sighs> oh, you know what I was going to do? I mm -hmm. was going to um 
I was going to mention a comment that we've had because I, for the first time in ages, um, which I shouldn't, I shouldn't take ages to do this, but for the first time in ages, I went on um, Apple Podcast to look at our reviews. Oh yeah, you know we, ha- you know we had that amazing review, however many weeks ago, that said it takes you. 20 minutes to talk about running or whatever oh, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I thought I'd go on and see if there was um, any other comments of that caliber. Um, and um, we had this, <laughs> well, I really like this, bearing in mind that we're, you know, a good half an hour into this podcast now, right? And uh, and we are, have been talking about running loads. Yeah. But we had this comment. We had this comment from Angela. Um and she says, um, she says very sweetly, she says, I run alone, but don't feel it when I have Esther and Holly. That's Aww. nice, isn't it? I love their running and uh, their running chat and also the episodes with special guests who are always interesting. So that's very nice. Um, now, this is the point. I feel like I know Bath quite well, even though I've never been there and live in the north of Scotland. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Oh, I always think we're so dull being like, oh, Cleveland Bridge is closed and it's causing yeah. a lot of stress. Yeah. I love Running up that. Victoria Park. La, la, la. Oh, it really feels like we do. Ha- I, I do feel like everyone's our friends. Oh, I feel like that too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it. nice not to be kind of talking into the void, isn't it? But yeah. um, d- but it also slightly How embarrassed me though, because we try not to do that, <laughs> but we obviously do. I know. <laughs> Should we try next? What I could do is I could, um, if I can get sort of little bits of us saying things like Primrose Hill and mm-hmm. Edinburgh Castle, yeah, and, and like, what I'll do. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I can do is I edit out those bits and then I will clunkily shove them on top of us talking about places in Bath and see if we can make it geographically different. Okay. What do you reckon? Should that I do that? sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to do that, clearly never going to do that. I can't edit for toffee. So, no. <laughs> we'll get Dave on it. Get Dave on it, yeah. <laughs> Um, we were also going to talk about um, a couple of things that we had in from uh, listeners, weren't we? So we've got we've had some um, some people uh, speaking to us about running annoyances, which is great. So we'll get onto that in a sec. Yeah. Um, but I had uh, an email from uh, Fabi, um, and I wanted to talk about this because it was a question rather than a, actually she's it's, she's worth bearing in mind because she is a patron of the podcast thank you that is very lovely yeah so that's really lovely we've been very impressed by lots of um amazing uh responses for for from kind of chucking ourselves on patreon and asking for money which feels awful but um Mm -hmm. but very much needed unfortunately anyway fabby she emailed us and I love this email because what she says is, how do you handle the pressure of constantly having to improve? Um, She said that she's made significant improvements to her running, um, both distance and speed. Um, But now she's joined Strava and her local running club. Um, She's only up the road. She's nailsy. Um, I feel like I will never be as good as they are. I'm full of admiration for these runners, but I don't know if I will ever be as good as they are. And I feel pressure to improve all the time. I'm a full-time employee doing a degree, finding any time I can to, to run, and I'm criticising myself for not running better. So I thought this was really, really interesting because it feels like the only way, and I've been running for years, but the only way that I've got over this is was to have run a bad time. Yeah. Um. So 
it, this is the other really, really big benefit for me with, with Berlin, because I've got, instead of my time in my head being that, that the, my, my, my quickest PB, um, which was from last March in my head, I've got my Brighton time. Um, and that feels like, I mean, I don't know how to get rid of times. I really don't know how to get rid of times. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I, I cobbled together an answer where I said, you know, um, like I stopped trying to improve by yeah. running a really slow race. I, I didn't, I didn't mean to, that's just what happened because of lots of all those things. Um, but it means that I've got that time in my head rather than my fast time. And it's really taken the pressure off. Um, but I also said to her that I'd shop around clubs that if she doesn't feel very included, like yeah, if you don't run a club is fast, the then find another one. Yeah, find a, because find it should one. make you feel supported and yeah. pushed along, of course. But I don't think in a way that you feel like you're comparing yourself to other people and that you're, you're feeling rubbish about about not being as, as quick as other people. I agree. I reckon yeah. find, a, find a group. No. No offense to the group who I'm sure are, are lovely, but yeah. maybe it's not quite the right fit, and you need to find a slightly, slightly friendlier, more relaxed yeah. group. Also, I mean, it turns out like because I've started doing my little running group. I mean, it's a running group with just one person. I mean, it's me and one other person at the moment, um, and I'm going to widen it out. But what is lovely there is it's not about it's not about time. It's definitely not about time. Yeah. And we don't stop chatting the whole way around. We just talk and talk and talk. And, and that's really, and, and as we were, so we were talking about it last Monday and, um, before we started running, uh, a mutual friend came up and was talking to us and she said that she's part of a running group and um, that goes running on a different day. And she sort of laughingly said, um, we've been doing this running group for the past three, four years. And I don't think any of us have improved in that time. We just run the same route the whole time. Mm. And um, so I was talking to my running buddy about that. And I was saying to her, that's brilliant. It's brilliant because that running group is not there trying to forge the next Dina Asher-Smith. No. That running group, the, its entire existence is for the people in it to meet up every Wednesday morning. Yeah, community, motivation, all of those things I think are just as important. Everybody's going to have different goals, aren't they? And yeah. if you are somebody, I'm a bit like that. I get a bit I, I get a bit, you know, find it difficult to get myself out of bed if I'm not pushing towards something with yeah. my running. I feel like if if kind of chasing times and PBs is not the right thing, there's plenty of other stuff you could do, isn't there? You know, setting yeah. yourself a goal of, I would like to be able to run 5k and talk to my friend while I'm doing it. Or yeah. I think there, there are plenty of goals that you could set that are a bit more and not just constantly chasing because yeah, we are unfortunately as much as we would all love to be not mm. Dina Asher Smith. There is oh, yeah, only no. one Dina Asher Smith and I yeah. am not her <laughs> to my to my sadness and disappointment yeah. um and th there is going to come a, a point i suppose where it's going to be difficult to keep pushing yourself and yeah. if you want to find and other I ways to stay motivated then set some yeah, set some different some different, different goals. goals i yeah. think um because you could always run without a watch so that's that's quite mm. a big thing and i for me that would be that would feel very very difficult to run like without strava without Garmin I'd find very very hard yeah but it's something I do want to teach myself I was thinking about it when I was running um I was coming back yesterday 
I was on the kind of home stretch and my little, my home stretch is a, is an ugly home stretch. So um, of the route that I had planned where mm. I'm, I run up past a very, very pretty bridge and then I'm onto essentially an A road and I run back along that A road until I'm kind of back into, into kind of home territory. So, you know, it's cars, it's busy. It's just not very nice. Yeah. And just as I was getting, but just before I got onto it, I ran over a bridge and underneath that bridge unbeknown to me was a river path and I, and the only reason I understood it was because I saw a woman run yeah slowly trot past me underneath me going on along this river path which looked lovely I didn't even realize it existed and I've been trying to think of ways in which I can kind of make my running more interesting and yeah. I'm too scared to take those paths just in case just in case I don't know where they end up or what if they're kind of waterlogged and I have to turn back mm. um, or, you know, that kind of, because there's no con- kind of these days with technology, there's no concern about getting lost, um, but there's just concerns about having to stop running. <laughs> yeah, right? so, and routine, you know, you know your route, you know how you're yeah. going to feel at yeah. the bridge, you know how you're going to feel a certain way back down the A road. Whereas yeah. if you take a new route, there is a sense of like, what if I push myself too far I don't realize before it's too late that actually that's too long and I or yeah. mentally I struggle to keep going I think I definitely need to be a bit braver with that stuff yeah yeah I I, I definitely need to be braver but I also I thought that after I've kind of got over these kind of races um that I plan to continue taking the two hours out of my Sunday to do my long mm. run instead of thinking to myself right I've got two hours so that's you know 12 miles so I need to push myself to the absolute limit of those that mileage kind of thing by by doing the really boring road running that I normally do Mm. I totally switch off I I know exactly my routes for 10 11 12 13 14 miles I know exactly where I go and I just listen to my audiobook and I just do it and what what I think would be more beneficial for my mental health for my fitness for kind of getting rid of that kind of goal orientation yeah is to instead try and seek out new parts of, of which there are legion around yeah. here but I never do that and one way I'm going to discover them actually is um at the end of April I don't I've forgotten if I've said but I've signed up to the bath beat again yes I think we talked about it but we haven't there's been so much else going on that we've not really talked about it for a while but that's such a perfect and lovely example of it's perfect so that's kind of thing exactly so that's you can with that one you can run anything between 12 and 26 miles and I'm going to be doing the 26 and by that by the time that comes around I won't have run anything like 26 miles I won't have run 20 I won't have Mm. run I'd be surprised if I've run if I've run more than 13 Mm. um but I feel quite happy about that because the last time I did it, my longest run before doing it was three miles. I remember that. Um, <laughs> but because you walk so much of it, so there's a lots of lots of hiking uphill. Yeah, kind of thing. the expectation with that from what you've said last time is very much not that. I think even even the fittest of people, nobody's really legging it up those hills. No one, no, 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 no. no. Ultra runners don't. No, ultra runners learn mm. how to. So yeah, they learn how to use their walking poles and 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 hike. Um, so I thought, uh, because that is around Bath is to kind of, is to bring, to, to kind of like, um, I guess just make me more aware of nice running routes that mm. aren't on a bloody A road. 
you yeah. know, so I can actually kind of enjoy the countryside and get out there and kind of actually That's experience all really this stuff. That's a nice... Uh, just a really nice motivator and a nice goal to set for yourself as well, isn't it? If mm. you want to be kind to yourself while also still, you know, lighting a bit of a fire under your ass, yeah, is is going. What what are bits that I'd like to run? Because likelihood is you're going to have to have a certain level of of fitness. There's going to be a challenge element to it to mm. be able to run some lovely trails some you know particular bits that you're interested in to be able to run all the way out to that lovely castle or whatever it is that you've always wanted to do I really like that make your running more interesting that's a challenge in itself by challenging yourself in terms of the location and and where it is that you're yeah you're going to be yeah and And it's coming up to that time of year nearly trail running time where we can all feel a bit more confident about it Exactly, where it's not going to be boggy and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, and actually, um, I encroached on a friend's, um, Strava because I, I'm not, I'm not good on Strava. I just, I sort of, you know, my stuff automatically goes up because of Garmin, but I don't look at anyone else's. So I, I, I know no. that I, and I, and I, so I don't it's not put my runs on there. I get so nervous about, about. Yeah, Strava I mean, mine, mine, do, mine go up automatically, and then I then there's lovely people give me kudos, and I never give them kudos back because I never actually go on it. Mm. Um, so I'm very rude. But this weekend, I rudely encroached on someone else's, a friend who lives just the other side of Bath from me, because I know that she's training to do this ultra, mm. um, and I know that her running has to include lots of elevation, but lots of trail. So I, I know that she knows the routes. She knows nice routes. So yeah. um, yesterday there was like half an hour when the kids were playing outside where I was just like <laughs> basically stalking her on Strava and looking at her maps and just going, yeah. oh, okay. So she does. But I, I was just kind of, it's because of that, um, that, that woman running on the river path. And I was like, that's quite near to where she lives. She must know that river path. Yeah. You know, I, I want let's to see if, I, you, if we can find her doing it. Let's see if I can find it. I don't <laughs> even know how to get on the damn thing, even though, you know, cause she was running on underneath me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's I love what that. I would do. And I yeah. also love that use of Strava. Let's normalize using Strava to go, Oh, what interesting things are people doing rather exactly. than my fear, which I know is definitely much definitely a me thing rather than an anybody else thing but I get nervous to put my runs on there because I don't want people to know that it's taken me 13 minutes to I wonder if there's something my last can... awful mile well I, I wonder if there's something you can do on Strava where you can kind of maybe kick that bit out of the stats that you show yeah because sometimes well, I, I put do it in kilometers sometimes if I have if I if I'm just going to confuse on, the British people to confuse the British people because <laughs> I think they're not going to know whether seven minutes a kilometer is good <laughs> <laughs> it's they might true. think it's miles and go oh my god no we, yeah we're sitting she's here a harrier. And, um, yeah she is a harrier <laughs> she's totally a bath harrier are there bath harriers i wonder if they are i don't know i don't know if there are we have actually had hmm. um a i mean i wasn't going to read this one because I mean, it's still brilliantly funny it's just that there's so many of them but it has reminded me that we we have had another message from somebody who said they are a dog owning harrier and then she has oh. she has that so she's of course we hate her no I'm, I'm joking she's clarified she's not a real harrier um called charlotte do, should we do our funny emails let's do so we had some more okay. about the annoyances didn't we so um we yeah, can't that was quite you, funny it won't stop 
the conversation keeps going we, and we love yeah, it. It does. We do love it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you go first. But we might set more. We might set different homework today. Yeah, different, because... different homework today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one's from Charlotte. She said, my biggest annoyance on runs are unobservant people and children on bikes. <gasps> She's joined us in being, so we've done, we've offended children, mm-hmm. uh, sort of, uh, dogs and and kind of just anybody who's actually any good at running at this yeah. point <laughs> yeah. and dog owners so completely agree with her yeah I totally regularly agree with her. run and walk on a coastal path and in a nature reserve which should be nice. enjoyed by everyone but with care agreed mm-hmm. actually from what we were just talking about if you have a nature yeah. reserve what a lovely with yeah, a coastal path. I know. Children on bikes, especially when linked to unobservant people, will be cycling along the path and stop dead in front of you, <gasps> as do dogs. But she's mentioned we've we've already said that one, and I suppose with dogs you can sort of let them off a little bit more because they don't really yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. And when doing a tempo run, slamming on your brakes <sighs> to not run into the back of a child on a bike is hard. Yeah. Also, on more than one occasion, a child on a bike has been heading towards me, so I've moved, and they can't steer the bike and turn it. End up turning it straight into her. Oh. Yeah, and then she's also made the very valid point that particularly annoying because unobservant people usually tend to be the people who are hanging around in in gorgeous areas in groups, like sort yeah. of Sunday equivalent of Sunday drivers, isn't it? People on yeah, 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 people with children on bikes and dogs with big old long stretchy stretchy leads because they're having a nice Sunday walk and end up yeah. taking up the whole coastal path. Yes, they do. Yes, they yeah. do. I'm I thought- sure I've been one of those people in the past, but I completely Likewise. agree with her that basically she goes on a bit more to say, but it is what we've kind of summed up here, which is that yeah. yeah unobservant groups of yeah people with dogs on leads children on bikes sort of families having a sunday walk love it we've all done it but mm-hmm. incredibly irritating when you're when you're trying to do a coastal path or something and especially i imagine if you're doing tempo running yes absolutely and um interestingly enough um the one that i've got is basically exactly the same thing but mm. she has um she has a method so she's oh her have irrit- you oh I didn't, yeah. sorry I didn't we didn't I didn't prepare reading that one so I didn't know yeah. what you had so Susie this is um and she says that um her irritation is groups of people so it's the same sort of thing yeah um she says it really vexes me when I approach a group of people who are taking up all the possible space from one side of the pavement to the other they're looking at you approaching and they don't move out of the way I get that just mm. looking at you just looking at you <laughs> yeah. as you're running it's like just just move, just move. And then they force you into the road or a bush or a lamppost. Um, she says, my approach is to try to be politely assertive to show well enough in advance which side I'd like to pass on. Um, I'll try to flash a friendly smile. Um, but she says, but the amount of times I've ended up trying to use up the smallest space I can, um, folding my shoulders like a contortionist <laughs> or even stepping into the road. Yeah, that happens to me a lot. Yeah, a lot. And I, th- I find it, it's, it's unfathomable. And I think Sometimes I think it's because as a runner, because you're moving a bit faster than a walker generally, I think you think faster than a walker. So you tend to kind of hop around from side to side of the pavement. You try and look at obstructions coming up and try and figure out ways of navigating them in ways in which walkers don't because they can think at a slower pace. Yeah. But I still get stared at by but quite benignly, like like the dog owner situation, stared at by by walkers who are walking at least two if not sometimes three abreast yeah 
you know, on the canal path or on a pavement, sort of, and sometimes I'll even get a smile, but it's like, just move. Yeah. If you've got someone coming towards you, move. There's not enough space for, for us to kind of coexist on this pavement. Yeah, just use your, um, use your, use your brain a little bit. You're right. I suppose yeah. as a runner, you're in a mindset of a little bit more, like, I don't know, you're a bit more switched on. You're already thinking about what's going on around you. Yeah. And you're, yeah. whereas as a walker, I've, I'm sure I'm the most gormless and annoying person when I'm having a chat with someone and I'm walking along a canal path and I'm not thinking about it. But being on you're the other end of it, yeah. It's so irritating. It's also, so irritating, isn't it? that really made me laugh because I've been watching The Walking Dead recently and they refer <laughs> to the zombies as the walkers. And I just kept <gasps> imagining when you were saying them sort of in a group, giving you a little smile. I was oh. just thinking about nasty, <laughs> rotting people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do, I do think that's a thing. But what she does, she said, um, is that when approaching a group of people or mm. a dog walker with the lead stretched across the path. Yes, that's what Charlotte said is the worst, the extendable, extendable leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she says with, with a group of people or with dog walkers like that or single females, so that she's not surprised, particularly, you know, if they're walking away from you. Yeah. Um, what she does is she says, ding, ding, as if she's on a bike. I love that. It's good, isn't it? She says, I found the rather ridiculous bike sound has been preferable to, excuse me, please can I pass and coming up on your right side because it uses less breath. Um, it's actually, yeah. it's, it's quite polite. It's fun. It's because you could just be, I've been tempted before to be just sort of be like, move yeah. because <laughs> you are running out of puff and you just want someone to get out of the way. Yeah. Ding, ding. Quite That's a polite, great. funny, gentle way of it's nice, being able to get out of my way. Yeah, I have to say that the last time this happened to me, not not the ding ding, the last time ding, that ding, I, I love it. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> I ran up behind. What I I realized, I I, I end up hating myself because I ran up behind a group of people who are walking really slowly, and then very slowly started walking beneath quite a long bridge, uh, or, or into a long tunnel. Mm. without first checking behind them if there were any one that was going at a faster pace than them. Yeah. Like not checking for bikes, not checking for anything. They just, as a group, moved into this tunnel. And so what I did, which is pure Esther, is I ran up, stopped, and then just walked behind them without saying anything at all, trying to keep my breathing to a minimum so they didn't realise that they were holding up a runner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> waited until the other side and then waited until there was, and then ran around them i didn't say excuse me oh, i didn't say ding you ding you could have just gone a th- sort of quietly into their ear excuse me <laughs> I imagine how <laughs> in a dark Hello? tunnel oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i was too embarrassed to do any of it I was too shy to say I'm, anything yeah, at all i'm not very good at that i i just do a bit of a, of a slalom and it's annoying and i just try and weave my way between annoying people but i just but, get, i think it's just it is just people like i see people also this happens when maybe like, i do if you, say excuse me i, I don't, don't know I do. what i do i don't think i do i'm not sure i do i i i was thinking about this when i was running along a pavement with shops you know on the other side and people that come out of shops and don't look left and right as they're coming out of a shop mm. that just very slowly meander into the middle of, a, a, of quite a narrow pavement yeah and you just think what makes you think that there will be no other pedestrians around. Yeah. It's that kind of a complete lack of awareness of, honestly, it's making me so cross. I know. I just, I'm thinking about all sorts of people specifically. Blinkered approach to life. Of like, it's fine for me to just, like, I would never do that. I would never just walk out of a shop and just, just walk around as though I've got blinkers on. 
like really slowly, gormlessly yeah. plod into the middle of a road, p- potentially in front of pedestrians, runners, cyclists who are illegally oh using God, the pavement, wheelchair really users, do. children, dogs, all of that. What makes you think you're the only person in the frigging world and it's fine for you to walk at a co-op and think that no, there's no one there? Oh, they yeah. just go cross. Yeah, I'm with <sighs> you. I think I probably have been both and it's that it's upsetting <laughs> me that I've probably been that person as well. <laughs> but I have also <sighs> been incredibly irritated by those people. I'm thinking of more things. I was just going to say that I really feel like now I'm seeing specific people. Yeah. Like I'm in my brain. I, I'm, I'm seeing the images of various people who have irritated me on runs <laughs> as I, I can picture a boy on a skateboard who's who <sighs> really just I, I, nothing particularly. Just I was like, ugh, you're on a skateboard on the pavement getting in my, who do you think you are? Oh God! It gets me so so cross, so cross. Then, you know, I've I've spoken to non-runners about how irritating pedestrians are, and I have been countered quite quickly from that non-runner about how irritating runners are. I'm so, not surprised. I think yeah. runners probably are annoying. I do feel yeah. like sometimes I'm annoying people, but that's generally something I perpetually feel. So it's yes. difficult to know whether that's to do with, with running. Running or just being, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I wonder if, it, is there a Green Cross Code thing for pavements that the priority is walkers and then it, there's a, a downward sliding scale to, depending on how fast you're going. Yes. I would so, say walkers annoyingly probably do take precedent, mm. don't they? They take the top yeah. spot. Yeah. And then I would go, I would, def- I would go runners before even I would do children on bikes or like, I think <sighs> if you have got a child who's got a bike, they could potentially knock someone over. You know, yeah. you've, you've got to, be aware of that and be careful. Go to the that's park. A... Go to the yeah. bloody park. But grown-ups, she says as a parent, grown-ups on bikes, grown-ups on pavements. On bikes, <gasps> do my nut in. Absolutely do my nut in. Yeah. I absolutely hate Ugh. it. And I still don't know what, like, I now know how to behave when cars don't indicate when they turn around corners, which is to do that kind of flashing sign with my hand and basically turn into my mum. Yeah. Um, because I, and I'm happy to do that because I don't have to actually say anything, and they they probably don't notice me anyway. But I don't know what to do with cyclists that cycle on pavements, apart from flash them a really cross look. Yeah, but it is illegal, isn't it? I think so. The th- the the time I find it most annoying is obviously it's not illegal for them to cycle on the canal path, no. and I find that really annoying because yeah. I think occasionally just... they cycle two abreast as well. Yeah. It's like, that is just rude. That's not on. No two no. abreast, please. That's yeah. not on. You get loads of ampoules head. Ding, ding. I think this is why I find it so funny that, yeah. um, who was writing in about the ding, ding? Oh, Susie over here. Don't yeah, she, she, Susie yeah. about the, with the ding, ding. Um, I think that's why I find it so funny because I would love to do it in a slightly passive aggressive way because I actually <laughs> find it really irritating when cyclists ding, ding me. I know that's the, that's the, <laughs> the etiquette and that's what they're supposed to do yeah but in my self-righteous world where I'm the main character I'm like yeah off well I think it's because stop dinging me on a bike it can't it 
it's it's funny how that ding ding can actually sound really quite alarming, can't it? So I know that if anyone does it, for instance, behind my uh, behind my mum, who can be quite anxious about things like this, that she would leap. Yeah, you know? yeah. My mum would go, oh, oh, yeah, leap, yeah. leap, leap. And whereas you know, people more accustomed <laughs> to the ding ding, more accustomed to sharing a path, whatever, wouldn't be quite so kind of hamster hearted about that approach kind yeah. of thing. Um, so I wonder if maybe there could be a kind of a a kinder, less anxiety-inducing noise, you know. Imagine if you just sort of pressed it and it sort of played maybe like the Benny Hill theme or something. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> or it went womp, 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 or something funny. <laughs> yeah. Pahiha, huh? Yeah, yeah. something like Something that made us laugh. Something less aggressive than the dinning. The, the... Oh, like anything from cabaret. I yeah. mean, you know. <laughs> Please submit your options for bike. Uh, we could. This could be a business here. I'll patent this before anybody else gets on it. <laughs> Funny bike bells to make Do things you know a little bit less intimidating. About twenty years ago, I was picked up in a taxi in Bath that had an illegal horn, and it was Is an it illegal any- horn. Love those fun horns. It, it, yeah, it wasn't like the um, da, 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 yeah. but it did um, like like cow noises. I remember that he, it, the taxi driver had um, enjoyed showing us the the range of noises that this car horn would make. It made lots of different ones, and it was like, like this. so oh, he was just so doing funny. it to make some students jump. You know, <laughs> I love that. So oh, maybe that there is. Well, I'm sure there's. <laughs> Health and safety gone mad, isn't it? But I'm sure there's reasons why you can't have a mooing car that I don't understand. Yeah, but probably go on, let's all gonna, have we, a laugh. Let's do it uh, illegally. Yeah. Um, we because we um, so we've done annoyances. We will still get running annoyances in because it feels like there yes. is, we have a lot to be annoyed by. We have, and we keep getting even just the even just a line makes us laugh this morning we got one through from I should give this one a quick shout out before we forget from Anne-Marie that was just basically saying anybody at park run with a hydration vest and we laughed for about (laughs) 10 minutes about that please keep sending them in it's so funny (laughs) it's so funny but we did think maybe we would change the assignment yes we did didn't we so and, and actually this this is your idea so you should say okay we were thinking Please send in your most embarrassing, you know, a time when you've had to duck into a bush for a wee, when Mm -hmm. you've realised that your leggings are falling down a bit (laughs) later than you should have done. Definitely (laughs) has happened to me before. Anything that you've kind of gone, oh my gosh, and had a cringe-worthy run experience. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I get the feeling there's probably know. going to be there's going to be a lot of um well it depends I, i'd be interested to see what people say but i i imagine we and poo might feature quite I know. highly please feel free to send in <laughs> we and poo ones we don't have to name you if you'd like to keep it anonymous <laughs> but it and it made us think about various ducking into bushes that we've had it to did. do yeah i think yeah, most we recently were, we, i did a, had to do a, a duck into a bush in a tunnel and I didn't get caught, but the fear, as I could oh, hear my like, uh sort of echoing. Oh my god! Thought, There's no way I'm getting away with this if anybody comes through now. Yeah, like, I had no I, other I, choice. I was so desperate. I yes, I I, I remember standing up behind. I, I'd been crouched down behind a a, a low wall, mm. and then standing up 
and being immediately faced with a couple coming towards me and oh. they didn't know you could tell you know but there's nothing else that you can think if you if you know runners and and you see someone emerging from a bush or a low wall not on the path that, that, that they were intended on yeah, you I know what they've got a knowing look and a little yeah. smile and off you go on your way exactly yeah exactly you know what it is yeah. I'm laughing so much because I'm imagining you with like sort of twigs <laughs> in your hair popping up and looking a bit shocked <laughs> I was shocked and it's not my natural habitat wild weeds do not work for me I and I'm, I'm also logistically I find them hard yeah to kind of do I end up weeing on my shoes um yeah, yeah it's all of that sort of thing so yeah, I just, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm bringing up Felix to not be like that because so far she has approached the wild wee and wild poo situation with gusto. Yeah, um, I like and that. Much delight. <laughs> yeah. Men can to, to our horror. Yeah, men, men can men do it. wee wherever they bloody like. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna start marking my territory more. <laughs> <laughs> but send us woeful wees. Yeah, unplanned poos, unplanned poos, windy moments. I was just talking about oh, the windy. Yeah, mo- oh. talking about speed boosts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's only then. What is that? That lovely quote: "Never trust a fart after ten miles." Oh, I've never heard oh. that, but that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you think it's a bubble of gas, and no, 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 <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our first supporters on Patreon. For the price of a very cheap coffee, you'll have our undying adoration and a couple of exclusive perks too. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running and join our gang. Happy running. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.